Before we start, I'd like to dedicate this episode to the memory of Stan Lee and Steve Ditko, who sadly passed away last year. Now, obviously, these two men were very influential to the world of comic books and all media associated with it, and I thought there was no better episode this season than this one in order to dedicate to the memory of these two heroes. So please enjoy the episode and remember where this came from. This all came from. Also, uh, oddly appropriate for today's episode, our podcast shout out is Capes on the Couch. Now, this is a really cool uh, psychology podcast that actually analyzes the mental issues of superheroes, supervillains, and other comic book characters. Hosted by comic book aficionado Anthony Sitko and licensed psychologist Dr. Issues, each episode focuses on a specific superhero or character, uh, summarizes their entire comic book history, and actually looks at the way that Dr. Issues would treat this character in the real world in his own office. And then, of course, there's a fun uh, role play session at the end where you actually get to see that in action. So it's a really entertaining podcast. I recommend it for all comic book fans, superhero movie fans, and also uh, people that love psychology. I'm having a lot of fun. I listen to every Spider-Man related episode and I'm now listening to all the episodes from the beginning because I'm really, I'm really hooked on it. So go check out Capes on the Couch. You can find that on, I believe, Apple Podcasts and wherever else you can get your podcasts. That being said, on with the show. I'm Ashley Chancellor. I'm Dakota Chancellor. I'm Robert Oregon. This is Collateral Gaming. Welcome to Collateral Gaming, the only video game podcast that matters, where we focus on good games, bad games, and everything else in between in the world of gaming. We are podcasting straight from somewhere in South Texas, and yes, my friends, we are a 420-friendly podcast, so smoke it if you've got it. My name is Ashley Chancellor. Fun fact, we're all going to die, life has no meaning, and there is no inherent purpose to life. What the fuck? <laughs> Jesus what kind Christ. of start to an episode so is that? there's nothing to look forward to anymore. <laughs> That's just, terrible. Yeah, I mean, yeah, basically. Jesus. Nihilism for the win, right? So just get, get, look, get rid of hope and Ash, everything's done. your internet privileges have been restricted. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't subscribe to nihilism. But I am joined here today with my brother, my fellow video game aficionado, my my muse. Your muse? Yes, my muse. I guess that'd be me. My literal brother from another mother. <laughs> You're not wrong about that one. Literally. <laughs> because we're, we're actually half-brothers. That's the joke. And you have two separate mothers. Uh, are we yeah. supposed to be telling the public about that? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> no. Fuck it. And we are joined also today by Robert Ortegon, our special guest. I use that term very liberally, though, because, I mean, Robert's always here and... Bo too, and Bo is here today. Also, Bo is yeah. a producer. He's and, behind. And all I was, stuff. I wasn't even on the intro for no. some reason. No, why? Yeah, because because Robert's a special guest. He's an official co-host Bo, for this episode. I'm what the producer. Without, without Bo, none of this would happen. <laughs> I'm the producer. <laughs> okay, asshole. Did, did you play the game? <laughs> Bo, it why does it funny? matter? Yes, it matters. <laughs> no, Robert's over here, devil's advocate. Bo is my <laughs> personal uh, producer and agent. So, uh huh. Yep. Oh, there you my go. producer. My personal. Exactly. All right, you're you're my producer, but you're not my agent. This he's, he's, mother. He's both. He's both. 
I mean, have, have you not seen Entourage, bro? I mean, shit. Yeah. yeah, so anyway, what game are we talking about? Well, actually, Bo, I want to start off with a little something special we do every episode. Collateral Gaming News! Boo boo boo! And we should have like a little. I know. I'm gonna. I'm gonna throw that in there. I'm gonna. I'm not this time, but in the future. Yeah, we, we can. We can find some kind of breaking news music. There you go. Breaking Perfect. News. I'm, I, yeah, we're gonna do that. Something. Something stock. Um, E3 2019. Since our last episode, our last numbered episode, that happened, and we didn't talk about it. I wanted to dedicate a full bonus episode to it, but uh, well, you know, life got in the way. I had a baby and shit. So <laughs> and shit, life happened. Right? <laughs> life happens. That is certainly life <laughs> yep. right there. So, yeah, anyway, I did want to cover a couple things. I mean, what are you most excited about, Dakota? Death Stranding all the way. Well, I, I mean, that, that wasn't on 2019. I know, but I, that, that's what I'm excited for, man. Oh, that's just that's just a game I'm so I'm so hyped for. Yeah. Uh, they elaborated further on the new Elder Scrolls game, didn't they? Yeah, supposedly it's going to have a shit ton of content. Yeah, so I've, so we've been told. Yeah, like more than any other Elder Scrolls game. There, there was a statistic they mentioned. I, I don't remember what it was, but... Also, Cyberpunk 2077. Of course. Keanu Reeves. Keanu. That's right. Also, Nintendo <laughs> wowed everyone. Breath of the Wild 2. I mean, Nintendo swept the floor of E3 2019. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, Breath of the Wild 2, uh, New Animal <laughs> Crossing, and uh, Luigi's Mansion 3. That was a lot of shit coming. But, I mean, the Breath of the Wild sequel. It may not be called Breath of the Wild 2, but they are they've officially announced a sequel to The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, an earlier episode this season. And uh, I- I'm super stoked. People have been saying ever since Breath of the Wild came out that Nintendo could just go ahead and, and reuse the assets from that game. So it looks like they're finally going to do it, kind of like what they did with Majora's Mask. But right. we'll have more time to talk about that. Um, anything else from E3 that you were excited about? Not that I can remember. You did more research on E3 than I did. There was a lot of shit announced. I wish we had a full episode to cover it. But anyway, those are just, I guess, some of the highlights for us. Uh, too bad we didn't get anything from Sony. Yeah, Sony didn't show up. That was weird. Yeah, that was weird, wasn't it? Sony, yeah. Sony didn't show up? Really? Yeah. I think they're holding off on announcing the PS5. They really want to produce something that's going to be better than the Xbox sequel. Right. Whatever it's going to be called. What was the the, the, the project, project name? name? I can't remember now. It's Robert. That. The new Xbox. What's it called again? Project Scarlet, right? What project Scarlet. Scarlet. That's what it was. Wow. But hey, I don't know how I remember that, but that's what it is. Right? I knew you'd know. You're an Xbox guy now. Ah, oh, man. We lost him. <laughs> He's nah. joined the dark side. Yeah, we had to lend him the PS4 just well, to play this game. He's got more memory than PS4, so sorry. Well, I don't know. Yeah. I think that they're both great consoles, and I mean, obviously Dakota's, Dakota's PC Master Race, so... Xbox One X is actual Jesus. 4K. Some of the stuff ain't really actual 4K. It's what's funny. Look, I just built my own gaming comp- PC. That's all. That's badass. Well, that is badass, though. That is PC Master Race as fuck. <laughs> fuck off. Seriously. Before we get into too much bullshittery, uh, I want to yeah. mention another event recently. Hashtag video games are not to blame. Of course, this is after a statement after uh, President Dumbass said something along the lines of video games cause violence. Um, and are responsible for the mass shootings, and as horrible as those are, you know, um, with the the El Paso and the Dayton shooting. I mean, come on, video games? I know. It, it, it's such a big mess, and it's a big propaganda. Damn, unnecessary. Absolutely unnecessary. Uncalled for. I mean, it, it's like... It's like you said, President Dumbass. I mean, there's, there's really nothing else to say about it. I don't want to get too political, no, but... No, God, no. I mean, I actually wrote a paper in college about why video games 
did not cause violence. I, I actually had to do uh, an essay and I had to uh, choose a topic and I picked that one and the benef- I had to pull up some sources and, and, and it was the beneficence of video games. Columbine. Yeah, well, mostly <laughs> mostly defending the defending video games, but also yeah. What? It's an interesting read. Maybe I'll put it up someday. Oh, video games turn people bipolar. I don't know. Yeah, that's fucking stupid. Okay, yeah. look at look at the world. Uh, I mean, look at the world game revenues. There are countries that have higher game revenues than we do, and, and look at who has a mass shooter problem. Only us. Yeah, and, and another angle. If you look at certain types of movies, man. I mean, like Trump brought up a, a, a specific movie called The Hunt. And, you know, I mean, I have lots of violent movies myself, lots of really fucked up movies. And, you know, I mean, I'm fine. And everybody I know that watches this sort of thing is fine. Same with violent video games. It's like the whole thing falls apart. The whole thing falls apart when you realize that that there's been violence before video games. And there are many cases of avid gamers that and avid movie watchers that don't cause violence so uh, we're not going to get into exactly why or what's behind these mass shootings obviously that's up to interpretation that's politics that's for another podcast um yeah but video games don't cause violence movies don't cause violence end of story end of story you if you have a mental issue you're fucked up to begin with and if you can't distinguish reality from a game or a movie you know, you're you're already fucked up to begin with. You need therapy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean I would mic drop, but I don't want to ruin Bo's equipment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want yeah. people to do that. Mics are expensive, dude. Fuck. Yeah, seriously. Anyway, folks, today is our season finale, and we chose a very special episode that came out just last year, and that is Marvel Spider Man. Or commonly known as Spider Man PS four. Now, I, I, we did want to introduce this episode right around the release of Spider-Man Far From Home. so And that just happened last month. So we've kind of got still riding on the Spidey hype there. And um, honestly, this game, I think, has been massively overlooked. I mean, no doubt it was massively successful. But, I mean, honestly, to me, this was game of the year. And I think everyone kind of forgot about it after they stopped playing it um, when it came out. I mean, yeah. it, it was late last year that it came out, 2018. Yeah, you're right. I haven't heard much about it ever since it came out. When it came out, it was huge. I huge. mean, everybody was talking about it, but after a couple months of it of it getting popular and the DLCs coming out and everything, it, it kind of started dying down. Kind of started December, but hopefully we can bring some back some of that excitement, because I think everybody still remembers what a fucking great game I agree, this was. and with Far From Home just coming out, too, that, that really, I think, brings people into the whole new Spider-Man universe, and, of course, uh, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Oh, you know what they did renounce at E3 2019? What did they announce? The Avengers. Marvel's The Avengers, which may, may be in the same universe as Spider-Man PS4. It's got different developers, but it's uh, Crystal Dynamics, who is behind Tomb Raider, the reboot. Ah, yes. And we're going to go, do that episode, I think, next season. That's pretty exciting. Tomb Raider. But anyway, on to Spider-Man, because we've already eaten up over 10 minutes here just talking about... Things that aren't Spider-Man PS4. Oh, there's so much to talk about, though. There's so much to talk about. I don't want to eat up all our time. So, uh, of course, this title, Marvel Spider-Man, is developed by Insomniac Games, a well-known developer of the Spyro series. That is the first three that were recently released as part of the Reignited trilogy. Another episode next season. Yeah, another episode we plan on doing. Um, That's a childhood game for us. Also, the Ratchet and Clank series. Ratchet and Clank. I remember playing the games, and I remember on the little, little PSP. I think I can remember seeing the Insomniac Games logo now. Yeah. And just to clarify, 
when I say the Spire series, I mean just those three in their original releases. Right. Back in what, like the nineties? When was it now? The nineties. Spyro. 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 It came out late nineties, early two thousand. It was first PlayStation. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, but it, it was Game later. It was later on in the cycle of that particular system. Spyro. So. I remember like Rayman, Spyro, Crash Bandicoot. Right. Yeah. Here. That 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 was Crash. When, that was that was when a lot of those PS one games that were really kind of testing the boundaries exactly. of that particular. Like they console. really were the original yeah. Tomb Raider. You know what I mean for that? Yes, the original Tomb yeah. Raider. Uh, you you mentioned uh, Crash Bandicoot. That was another mm-hmm. childhood game of mine. That was that was great. Oh yeah. Crash and, Bandicoot and. Uh, Tomb Raider were uh, Naughty Dog originally, right? Was yeah. Tomb Raider Naughty Dog before? I no, don't think so. Tomb Maybe. Raider was Koridos. Ah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, that's there right. You, uh, you know what I'm thinking of? I'm thinking of Uncharted, actually. Uncharted. Well, Uncharted, it's really funny because in the new Uncharted game, there is a section where you actually play a uh, simulated uh, play- original PlayStation, you play Crash Bandicoot in it. Nice. And so you play Crash Bandicoot on a simulated system in the video game Uncharted. On your PS4. It's pretty cool, actually. That's hilarious, man. Well, unlike Naughty Dog, who is also a frequent collaborator with Sony, uh, like Insomniac Games is, Insomniac Games is actually still a private company and not a subsidiary of the uh, SIE Worldwide Studios. So define private for people who may not understand what that means. Well, Sony obviously is a public company, and they own a lot of um, smaller companies like, I believe, uh, Naughty Dog is actually is actually under the umbrella of uh, Sony Interactive Entertainment. I think I understand what you mean. Yeah, because remember when you play it, it, it start we play some of the games. It starts off with Sony Interactive Entertainment. Yeah. Uh, doesn't uh, what's it called? The Last of Us start that way too, right? Yeah. Now this game is also published by Sony Interactive Entertainment, but um, yeah, the Insomniac public- Games themselves is not is not a part. They just frequently uh, collaborate with Sony. Right. It's hard to distinguish between you know the publishers versus the Game creators and whatnot. but I mean the Spyro series later ended up being on Nintendo even if that wasn't uh, Insomniac's version so right because it was GameCube right yeah we, I played a Hero's Tale on the GameCube anyway Spider Man yeah well <laughs> I, I, I do also want to mention yeah. Insomniac also developed Sunset Overdrive much more recently and also Song of the Deep I've heard of Sunset Overdrive I remember, haven't heard of Sunset yeah. Overdrive I've heard of both of them bundle, the bundle pack. Sunset Overdrive, PlayStation 4. So you've played it? Yeah, I've I've had that. It was the white bundle pack version. Nice, yeah, yeah. So that's kind of like a superhero game, right? Yeah, it was its own thing. Sunset Overdrive. Badass. Yeah, I'd like to try that out. Um, And yeah, we are going to do the Spyro series, uh, the Spyro Reignited Trilogy next season. Now, as for Spider-Man, finally, without further ado, um, the gameplay.
Eclipse level four mobilization. Location Fisk Tower. Fisk. Take him down yet? No. We're at Fifth Tower, but still waiting on the warrant. Mind if I join in on the fun? You know how his lawyers are. This one needs to go by the book. Come on, Yuri. I've been waiting eight years for this. You really want to help? Head to Times Square. Sounds like his guys are trying to keep my backup from reaching the scene. You got it. Almost there. Now, obviously, this game, um, it's not the first Spider-Man game to come out. In fact, there is one in particular, Spider-Man 2, that it basically sticks the, in my mind. Yeah, it sets the precedence for the rest of the games from yep. here on out, because it was the first game to incorporate uh, open-world gameplay in the Spider-Man games. Absolutely, in fact, yeah. wasn't it the first Marvel open-world game? I mean, probably, yeah. It was, it was revolutionary for its time and even introduced the idea of the webs anchoring to buildings and not yes. running up in the sky, right, Robert? I mean, yeah, not going, shooting your web straight up into the air, just not attaching to anything at all, just... Yeah, nothing. <laughs> you know well, I, mean? I remember a point where you, you can uh, attach to helicopters. Yeah, that was cool. That is yeah. cool. That was yeah. cool. And that was based on a movie, which shows that you know movie-based games can be good. Um, and obviously we have had some other successful superhero games, but not a lot. Not really. Not not that I can remember. I mean, you and I had a lot of fun with like Marvel Ultimate Alliance, for instance. We spent a lot of time doing that. But that's a celebrated that, series. That yeah, that, that is that one. is a celebrated series. I think one was more well well received than number two. Yeah. Um, but I've heard a lot more people say they played number two than number one. So I, I'm not sure. I believe we're doing Marvel Ultimate Alliance next season too. Ah, uh, see, look at that. So We've many episodes. Got, we have so much planned. Um. Maybe we'll switch that out for Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 for Nintendo Switch if we do get a Nintendo Switch. That's right. Wasn't that last year's E3? Wasn't that when that was announced? Yeah, I believe so. Maybe the one before. I don't know, but I remember you talking about that. I remember that being an important thing yeah. that came up. Avengers, The Avengers project was also announced some time back. But um, Spider-Man 2 really set the precedent for all Spider-Man games to follow, as Dakota said. And this game truly... Um, I think it is a child of that progress, but only in the sense that these are, I believe, things that should be in any Spider-Man game or really any superhero game. Right. You and I recently watched a video uh, review, per person mentioning that it was a lot like Batman Arkham Asylum. It has a lot of influence, I think, from the Batman Arkham games, and I don't mean that in a bad way. Exactly. It's not a bad thing. It's it not a copycat in any way, because these are... 
aspects I think that should apply to, like I said, any superhero game. Right. Um, and that is uh, the combat system, the free flow combat. Where and and it feels just like Arkham. I mean, uh, but obviously, like this is this is the way it should be. This is how Spider-Man should fight. And you can freely combo from one enemy to the next. You can chain your combos together. And you and uh, also there's there's dodging uh, and timing is critical for that. But the little spider sense icon, which again, this is actually a relic of Spider-Man Two. This system in particular. Um, the dodge system, which is the you, you see the spider sense around his head, and then you have to press the button. And if you do a perfect dodge, um, right when it turns blue, um, you can even stun enemies and stuff. There's a lot of suit gadgets and whatnot that can allow you to either stun enemies or you know the gadgets too. So oh, many gadgets. There's so much to do in this game. It, it, it's unbelievable. There's the, yeah the gadgets, the suits you can have. Yeah. There's so much customization that it, it's really unbelievable. Yeah, and, and speaking of customization, you can upgrade those gadgets, and you can also craft new suits. And there are something like, I think, like 40 suits in the game now. It is ridiculous. <laughs> including the, uh, well, actually, I'm going to talk about that in a second. We're going to talk about the suits in a second. But um, in, in particular, um, when, when we discuss the DLC, because there's, there's a particular heavily requested suit that made it into the game. And also, there is a lot of reference to um, multiple Spider-Man series, including... Uh, that of the current uh, MCU Spider-Man. Also, um, this game has an open world, like we said before. We did mention that, which, again, comes from, I think, the way that Spider-Man 2 was set up. And yet, this one is different. It's its own open world, right? Right, it's completely different. I mean, the swinging mechanics are similar. I mean, it's, it, like you said before, how it has the influences of As- Batman Arkham Asylum, it's got a lot of influences from Spider-Man 2, but in a good way, because that's what set the precedent for these new Spider-Man games in, in general. It, it allows you to swing around the city, attack to buildings, whatnot. The, the free roam. I mean, yeah, you it, want to spend your time free roaming the city other than doing missions. Honestly, and, that, that yeah. was my favorite thing as a child was just free roam. I mean, the city's so huge, it's, and like Robert it, said, it's, it's basically that, Grand Theft Autoing it, you know? Yeah, I, I exactly. Like I love doing that, you know? That's what but, made Spider-Man 2 great growing up. I remember playing that as a kid and I was just blown away by by the idea of swinging around Manhattan as Spider-Man freely jumping off the Empire State Building swinging at the last second you can do that in this game too Um, in fact there's uh, even bigger structures like Avengers Tower right speaking of of the map I mean you've got in this game of course you have the Manhattan map Uh, unlike some other Spidey games some other boroughs aren't included maybe saved for the sequel this game exclusively focuses on Manhattan, and it's huge. It's 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 pretty good. It's it's almost a real, uh, it, it's a real life scale, but it's not one to one. I did look that up. They did make right. some changes, and obviously the additions of uh, Marvel related uh, specific like buildings and, and and relics. Like you have Avengers Tower, uh, no Baxter Building. I think there was rights issue with that. Um, but they did have the Sanctum Sanctorum uh, nice. from uh, Doctor Strange. Yeah, and. Um, yeah, fuck yeah, dude. And uh, Daredevil's, uh, Matt, Matt Murdock's law firm, Nelson, oh, and, Nelson right. and Murdock. Nelson and Murdock, yeah. That's from the TV show. Yeah. And 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 it is separated into multiple real-life districts like Harlem, Upper East, Midtown. Right, which is really interesting. So this this isn't canonical with the MCU at all. No, this is its own story. It's its own story, but it uses the influences, and it takes its own creative liberties to make its own story. And things we already know, like you mentioned, the Nelson, the Nelson and Murdoch law firm. And it's just so cool to see those little little influences in there. Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. You forgot one more. Oh, that's right. Hell's Kitchen, Hell's of course. Kitchen, New York, right? Yeah, Hell's Kitchen. And Hell's Kitchen is one of the districts mm-hmm. in the game, and that's yeah, right. it's beautiful. And this, this map, oh my god, it's gorgeous. Central um, Park? Beautiful. 
Wow. The graphics in this are amazing. The attention to detail Every is amazing. Little detail. The insides of buildings, in through windows, you can see the insides of buildings. You can see individual fibers on all suits in the game. If you pause for the photo mode, which is an yes. awesome feature, you can wow. literally have Spider-Man pose for selfies and everything. Damn. Really bringing this this Spider-Man into the new generation, and, and I mean Peter Parker obviously is is very much a millennial. Uh, which is awesome. <laughs> millennial Spider-Man. Millennial superheroes. Because, you know what? Fuck yeah, we do rock. I think millennials are great. Fuck yeah. Um, yeah, and then uh, besides the main mission, which you're not... I mean, if you are invested in the story and you really truly feel like you're Spider-Man, which this game makes you feel like Spider-Man in many ways that the Batman Arkham series made you truly feel like Batman. Right. Um, if you're invested in the story... I mean, you'll want to go along at, at the at the right pace. You know, when the city's on fire at Act Three, like you you want to move through quickly. But the game itself doesn't necessarily push you, and so side missions are freely available from from pretty much the minute you start the game, right after kind of the tutorial segment, right? And then there, are, yeah, and there are some points in the game which it encourages you to go to do challenges. It'll tell you on the screen, hey, this is a good time to go do challenges, go spend time around the city. Yeah, and those are good points in the game where you should do that. But there are other times where you know it's hard not to when you're flying across the city and you're going to your next mission and you see a crime, you can't not stop and do it. I mean, you have to. You know what I mean? Especially because when you leave. It's just it disappears, and it's like wow, you missed the chance to save a bunch of people. And I think you mentioned there is a JJ Jameson podcast, which I guess you should mention the JJJ podcasts. Yeah, now. yeah, no, no, there are podcasts in this game. Uh, J Jonah Jameson has moved on from the Daily Bugle, as has Peter Parker, and right. Jam- Jameson has moved on to uh, podcasting about Spider Man. Um, and these play while you're swinging through the city, and you can hear his various rants. You can turn it off if you think it's too negative, but honestly, I find it hilarious. Oh yeah, this is a really good portrayal, almost as good as as the J.K. Simmons portrayal. Oh, shit. I mean, that that's a pretty definitive portrayal of Jason, yeah, man. Yeah, almost as good. The only thing would be better, <laughs> I think, is if he voiced it, the character. But then again, that's not to take away from the, the voice actor that does. I mean, he's great. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. He's heavily influenced by J.K. Simmons' character. I mean, it almost sounds like him. I mean, he's going for that impersonation. I mean, it's the same character, basically, you know? Yeah. And I, I do want to talk about a lot of the characters. Yeah. Um, but while we're on, on gameplay, I do want to also hit, you know, the various side missions that are available, right? And, and what, it, what, it, what else is there to do in the open world besides following your main objective? Right. Well, there's tons of side missions. I mean, you've got your, like, your, your side mission challenges where you can stop and do, and those get unlocked throughout the game. But then additional you've got stories. Additional yeah. stories, right. But then you've also got your, like, your mini challenges, which is like collecting uh, backpacks across the city. That yep. Throughout the, I guess you'll get through the story more, but you're basically, Sp- Spider-Man has been Spider-Man for ten years already. Eight years. Eight years, that's right. And so throughout the time he's left backpacks everywhere, and you can go and collect those, and you can get different little items throughout it, you know, collectibles. Although, question, if this is, webs dissolve in an hour, which is canonically true, how do those... Backpacks, backpacks stick. I'm guessing a, a separate time. web he makes. Uh, if they were from his high school years. Right. <laughs> oh, wow. That's, that's funny. But anyway, it's a collectible you can do. There's also landmarks you could take pictures of. There's actually hidden ones, too, you can take. If you just start aiming your camera faces, you'll start seeing you can take pictures in random locations. You get to play Peter Parker's uh, photography career. Although yeah. Peter has moved on from photography and now is a scientist. Yeah. Which we'll get into in a second. Um, but of course you can still take has selfies. Skills. You can take selfies which um, are, are just for fun and then also in the game you can take pictures of landmarks. Um, this is not in the photo mode. Photo mode. This is an in-game mechanic um, and actually it's part of the 100% completion is taking pictures of certain landmarks. Right. Like 
uh, classic landmarks like the Empire State Building and the Flatiron Building, which are real life, but also Avengers Tower and everything that's Marvel right. related. Which this game's map is a perfect mash of, you know? Oh, it's beautiful. It's such a great, because you can see everything in it. You know, there, there's influences from every single Marvel thing that's come out to, to date, you know? It's a smorgasbord of references to, yeah. to both real life and comic. Perfect. Perfect analogy, yeah. So many Easter eggs. And, um... Continuing on challenges, there's other ones like uh, there's the what is it the Taskmaster challenges? Taskmaster challenges. Taskmaster. Oh, those are those can be difficult. You try to beat your personal scores on and get right. a higher rank. Right. Yeah. That's just kind of like yeah, exactly. It's a, a rank challenge, you know. It is actually um, getting silver on on all of those is part of the trophy collection. And I did platinum this game. One of the few games I've ever gotten um, every achievement or trophy there is in there the game. Because that, that again shows how streamlined this game is. Because with all those side missions, the collectibles, the Taskmaster challenges, the the actual side missions, um, and also like the landmarks, uh, crimes, random crimes happening throughout the city while you're on your way to your objectives... Um, with all of that, it's very streamlined. A lot of it feels like it's on the way, and it's not hard to 100% this game. I know I did, and then I was motivated to just go ahead and platinum the whole thing. Right. And I platinumed all the DLC. And it doesn't feel tedious. Nothing about doing any of the challenges feels tedious at all. It feels so natural, and you want to go out and continue to do more challenges. In that way, it's like Assassin's Creed. I think Assassin's Creed is a series that, for all the the mixed uh, reception it gets... um, really does well at side missions. I really felt like Assassin's Creed is, is does an ample job of making uh, the side missions actually feel fun and not like extras, not like a chore for after you finish the main story. This game, yeah, does does the same. And S- Similarly, Assassin's Creed is another series where it's really easy to 100% complete. Yeah. You know, that's another one where you've probably platinum too, you know. Um, I almost got every achievement on Assassin's Creed too. I think that's the closest I got. Yeah. But I did 100% it. Um, and, and a couple other games in the series. Now, also, um, you, there is a in-game leveling system uh, which you can select certain skills, which like work like perks, which um, unlock abilities like being able to web swing enemies around. Web swinging is a yank weapon, yank weapons out of people's arms. Yeah, things like that. It's really funny too because as I was progressing through the story, I was I had no trouble getting the, the skills because literally, like the scene before the end of the game. That's when I got my last amount of skills and level up to finish finish my entire skill board. So it was like I, I did everything at the right pace. Yeah. So I was able to completely upgrade and get everything. I didn't end up with all the suits by the end, but you're not going to because there's challenges you have to do after the game to get all yeah. the suits. Honestly, half of the fun of this game is actually after the main story ends, after you get through that and cleaning up the city, which feels natural. Again, even if you save some of it for after you finish the main story, um, it doesn't feel like a chore to do. And in a way, you also have no issue uh, completing all of it before the main story and clearing everything out. Right. Well, it feels natural because that's Spider-Man. You know, Spider-Man is going around the city being your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. That's one aspect in particular I love about this game is you truly feel like Spider-Man. Not only with the combat, uh, like, like we were mentioning earlier, flipping between enemies, but also in, in just the way that the open world is presented. As you're on your way to a story mission or whatever you're doing, whatever you have as, as your personal next objective... You'll get, like, almost there, and then suddenly you'll notice uh, a random crime occurring. And there's a certain amount of these that have to be done per district, um, five different per each enemy faction. 
in order for 100% completion. But then there's also random encounters after that. And you're maybe tempted to skip it, but then, like, you suddenly feel the personal responsibility, or at least I did. I felt like Spider-Man. I felt like I had a, a responsibility to be a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man and, and, and to solve those crimes. And you really felt the dilemma. Okay, I'm on my way to, like, save the world right now. But hold on, there's a crime. I gotta, stay, I gotta do that. I'm the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. You know, you have to every single time. It's impossible not to walk by a crime. A game that really makes you feel that way with just the way that it's presented, perfect. I mean, absolutely perfect. Writing your memoirs? Don't forget the hyphen between Spider and Man. Get the chopper ready. I won't be long. I'm surprised you made it this far. But your foolishness ends now. Uh, you do know I can still see you, right? Eight years of this insolence. Oh, for me? You shouldn't have! Say the same to you. You know what to do, man. Surround him.
finally off to Rikers, huh? You know, I think you've got more enemies in there than I do. If you think this will be more than a minor inconvenience... Whoop! Gotta go. Hey, good luck, Willie. I have a feeling you're gonna need it. Idiot! I'm the one who kept order in this city! One month! In one month you wish you had me back! And this game completely also nails the story, right? Oh, absolutely. God, we, we haven't even talked about the story yet. There's so much to talk about. I, I can't stop. But the, the gameplay we've gotten to is is built upon by this amazing story. I mean, it's like you mentioned, they, they, they skip past the origin story because we don't really need that anymore because we've already seen that times over. Yeah. And so now we've got this, you know, eight, eight years later Spider-Man. And you're starting out where him and Mary Jane have already had a relationship, and that's over. You've yeah. got your new Miles character. Uh, ben has already died. Uh, May's still alive with you. So it's just a new new character choice, and I'll let you build upon that with the characters. Yeah, no, um, I actually do really enjoy origin stories. I don't have an issue with it personally, but I really can see the value of um, why insomniac decided to go in this direction i mean if you're looking at the popularity of the mcu which the popularity of the movies really influences everything including the comics the comics make changes in accordance with the films and in this case a popular portrayal of peter parker and splash spider-man now is is the idea of like having like a tech suit right and and certain things that he himself would not be able to accomplish um until later on in his career although in the mcu tony stark helps out well in this case we have an eight-year-old um spider-man very close to the character in the comics, but um, yeah, he's been doing this for a while. He has his, made his own tech suit. He's fully established, and um, I think it's all—it's a great way to introduce those elements into the game and keep it with with the modern perception of Spider-Man by by completely omitting the origin story and starting that way. You don't have to build up to it. You can have it there. Um, obviously, that tech suit comes into uh, the gameplay even with uh, just the the. Well, we thought it would it was his spider sense, but it's like an actual. Um, like suit function where you can sense around you right. kind of like detec- uh, Arkham's detective mode but it's a quick like pulse um, and then you've also got um, I don't know <laughs> it's, it's crazy it, it, it's really interesting because you, you got to think about it so why did they decide to go down that route of using the tech suit instead of his actual spidey senses what made them take that direction instead of following like say Tony McGuire's you know, for instance, he also has the web, the web shooters. Right. That's not innate. That's something he builds. He built his own web, which is something they've been doing for a while now, and that was the original backstory. But what made them not decide to go with Tobey Maguire's, you know, organic per- webbing? Yeah. Pretty much because that's exclusively a Tobey Maguire thing. And I we've figured, moved on from that. And I figured it was. And I was wondering if that was just like, like original comics. Was it always the way that he built them, or did he have that innate ever? Uh, there is a a time in the comics actually where he. Uh, he suddenly gains like fantasy powers and he gets organic webbing and this is around the civil war storyline yeah. time he he has organic webbing remember in the 60s cartoon where he had to build the shooters too right and that's what we're talking about this yeah. game has the built shooters in fact there's even a reference to the classic ship shooters which look just like they do in the comics um as one of the backpack collectibles so when uh the toby Maguire one came out he already had the web being built into his wrist that's what was wild, you know? And right, that's out of the norm. And so that that's why this game doesn't include it. It's like, because he had to build those shooters, he had to build that webbing casing, you know, all that stuff. You know? It shows why Peter Parker is a smart character, and I think that's important. I think Sam Raimi omitted it specifically because he didn't want him to be too smart. 
And then when they went back to Andrew Garfield, and then he started building all the yeah. web shooters again, dude, that was pretty brilliant. You know. So now, and see, that was interesting, because the organic webbing was a product of the Raimi films, and then the comics followed suit and gave Spider-Man organic webbing, because that was the modern perception. Yeah. But then Andrew Garfield portrayal brought back the, the web shooters, the way it's supposed to be, they were, and, and the comics changed back They were again. using it for tensile strength, pretty much, testing it like wire, bailing wire almost, you know? Right. Well, he develops his own, actually. Yeah. So, so we mentioned the, the MCU, and the MCU has made such a big impact on the way anybody sees Marvel now, because that's the most popular Marvel there is. You know, everybody and their brother has seen Endgame, or at least Infinity War, one of the two, you know? And so that's that's the story that everybody knows about Marvel, and so that's the story they're going to build upon, and they're going to build upon, you know, the, the backstory that that's created, and not the comics anymore, because that's almost outdated, you know? Right, and I can definitely, you can definitely see that influence, for instance, in the new Avengers game that's coming out. Right. Um, the characters are definitely reminiscent of their MCU portrayals, although not, you know, exact. They are their own. And this game, in the same way, I think it does take... Well, actually, the take on Peter Parker is closer, I think, to the comics. Uh, in my opinion, this is the perfect Peter Parker slash Spider-Man. Hands down, the best cinematic portrayal of Peter Parker and Spider-Man in any... In anything, and and I, this is a video game, and it's, this is a video game, and it's the best Spider-Man movie, in my opinion. It, it feels like a movie during the entire game. That like The Last of Us, which was our previous episode, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, just like that, just like that game, it's, it has a very compelling narrative. Right, I guess our last numbered episode. Right, but anyway, um, no, 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 yeah, it was it was like a movie. You're you're playing the game, and it feels so you feel so immersed. And it's it. it it, it it feels like a movie, right? And and the motion capture performances are perfect, spot on, spot on. I mean, they look great. It looks like it's right out of a movie. Just you know, you can you can tell it's animated still, but it definitely takes full advantage of the PS4's power. And I, I don't know, Robert. I don't know if Xbox could match that power. Oh, I really? Is that what you think? <laughs> I, I don't think your Halo could beat my Spider-Man. Oh, really? In terms of exclusives, I think Sony does have the upper hand right now. I mean, Spider-Man, um, Last of Us. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, Death Stranding, right? Death Stranding. God, I can't wait for that. I tell you, God of War, so another episode next season. Hmm. That's another episode. Which which game are we doing? The original? Uh, the we're doing we're doing the remake. The remake. Yeah, okay. The remake. Yeah, because I've I've heard it's phenomenal, um, and that came out right around the time that Red Dead Redemption Two came out. Another episode next season, and this game came out. I be- all came around the same time, and they were all contenders for Game of the Year. Right. Exactly. So there's so many games that this either takes influence of or at least or gives influence to other games. You know, you can see it a lot right now in all these games. They have a lot of similarities. Um, we're mentioning a lot of games we're doing because we've got Uncharted that we mentioned. We've got Red Dead and Redemption that you just mentioned. Uh, Lara Croft, Tomb Raider. You know, there's so many games that this is like and it, this is the world of gaming now. Yeah. And one thing that really impressed me is just, again, like with The Last of Us, how video games can tell stories now how they can become maybe the dominant form of storytelling in the future because um there's an extra aspect to it that's not explored in like you know the the movie medium or the film medium i should say or a literature medium there's there's definitely that interactive element and then and now historically we've been taught that video games can't really have as good as good of stories but now we're being taught that they can as technology progresses and as we put more effort as the industry grows and so there's just simply more out there and there's a there's a a higher demand for um for a well-written game and this game definitely delivers i mean uh emotionally it impacted me especially at the end i mean i think i teared up at aunt may's death right 
That's right. I guess we, we don't have to be spoiler free here. This no. is our this is our game. But I mean, to be honest with you, the the ending impacted greatly. I mean, you want to talk about story now? That was that's some real storytelling. And, and I mean, the portrayal of Otto Octavius as uh, as Doctor Octopus. Oh God! Same thing. It hits you like. Well, it's really interesting. This game they do a really good job of, of throwing things at you throughout the whole storyline. Like for instance, you progress with Doctor Octavius. And you, you, he is your mentor, and yeah. you actually work for him, and he pays you like his intern, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. right? And any Spidey fan automatically knows, okay, Otto Octavius is Dr. Octopus, He's we Dr. know. Octopus, right. And I think this game plays on that. It plays on that for the, uh, you know, for the non-casual comic fans out there, who completely, anyone who knows anything about Spider-Man, you know, Anybody. knows that, that um, Doc Oc- is Otto Octavius. I mean, it's obvious. And this game, I think... I think it celebrates that. There's several fake-outs several. Um, where you, you feel like, okay, this is the turning point. And then it doesn't – and then when it does, oh, man, it's just a snap. You, absolute snap. And everything changes. Your whole life changes because at that point the whole city is against you and you don't know what's going on. You really feel like it. You really feel like there's, there's no one there for you except for maybe a, a select few. You know? Right. And it, it's hard to realize because – Everything's changing. Octavius, who you thought was your friend, was, I mean, literally, he knew that you were Spider-Man the whole time. Yeah, and he plays it off in the beginning, like, oh, okay, you're just a suit maker, and Peter's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> that's definitely it. But And then we're convinced as an audience, because it's well acted, and then at the end we find out that Octavius knew all along, and there's this, just that moment, it's just that perfect way of storytelling, because you see it in his face, the, just the utter grief. You knew? And, and this game has been building up this relationship. And so while you know he's turning into Doc Ock, you're dreading it because there's such this – there's a great uh, mentor-student relationship uh, bringing a level of depth to the character um, that was seen previously in the Alfred Molina portrayal in Spider-Man 2, the movie. Right. Um, and consequentially the game. <laughs> I think, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there's another uh, callback right there. Um, not intentionally, I should say, but, you know, I think we should have good, well-developed villains, which the MCU has had in spades as well. Absolutely. Um, with characters like uh, the Vulture and and outside of Spider-Man, Thanos, you know. Hey, Collateral Gamers. Sorry to interrupt you for just a moment. Do you like Collateral Gaming video game podcast? Do you love it? Do you think you could love it even more? What if I told you you could get paid just for listening to this podcast? I know that sounds crazy. Believe me, I don't even get paid for this shit, and here I am editing it right now. Of course, that does change whenever I use the app called PodCoin. It's a free new app, and it literally pays you to listen to podcasts. Here's how it works. You listen to your favorite podcasts, and you earn a currency called PodCoin while you listen. You can turn that PodCoin in for gift cards at places like Amazon and Starbucks, or, if you want, you can even donate that to charity. The more you listen, the more you earn. Here is all that you have to do. Go download the app right now on the App Store on either iOS or Android. And once you get signed up, I have a special code just for you. Simply use our code CollateralPod and you'll get 300 PodCoin just for signing up. And if you listen to enough of us on there, you can get a Starbucks or Amazon gift card on us. Go ahead and go listen to this podcast or any podcast on PodCoin. And don't forget to sign up with our code again that's collateral pod capital c capital p all one word it'll change the way you listen to podcasts hello everybody and welcome to bill and frank eat pop culture the bill and frank eat pop culture podcast available today on spotify apple podcast and at the website bagged boarded and boxed.com the entire commode shifts 
feel like you leave the log. I wiped, I cleaned up, I left it. Two completely unqualified, self-proclaimed experts discuss television. Varys drops his robe and he's got this huge d He's really been playing the Game of Thrones. Movies. James Cameron is a douchebag. <laughs> Comics. Mystique can grow airplane wings. What? <laughs> well, she's a shapeshifter. And professional wrestling. This is not a wrestling podcast. Lashley is just a dial tone. Like, who cares? <laughs> dial tone. <laughs> Already many great episodes for you to binge listen to. Go catch up now. Phil and Frank, eat pop culture. Go listen, download, and subscribe today. I am wearing pants, but no underwear. But you know, just to just to touch on on how great the story is. I mean, like I said, I think it I think it's the best Spider-Man film, and, and certainly um, Yuri Lewinthal's portrayal of the character Peter Parker is uh, the best uh, cinematic portrayal. Of Peter Parker, hands down. So Yuri Lewinthal, talk about him. What did he do? Sasuke Uchiha. Ah, that's right. You Naruto mentioned... is my shit. I love Naruto. <laughs> it's my favorite anime. Always so, will be. It was my first. So he's the voice actor for the English dub. Yeah. Oh no, sorry, the English dub, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're, Yuri Lewinthal. Um, that's a Russian name. I believe he's he's re- uh, Russian. But um, coincidentally, the name Yuri is actually always used, also used in the game for Yuri Wat- Watan- yeah. Watanabe, right? Yeah, which is actually short for Yuriko, and it's, it's Japanese. Yuriko Watanabe. There you go. Who uh, is another character from the comics, um, becomes, uh, I, I believe, a spider vigilante of some kind. I'm not completely well-versed. I'm, I have to admit, um, I love, you know, I love the, the comics, at least what I've seen of it, but I'm not like uh, an encyclopedic source. I haven't really read that many. Right. But um, actually, we can look it up. Yuri. Spider-Man. We're gonna do our uh, we're gonna do our research because here on Collateral Gaming, we do our research. I mean, we could we could put hold music or something in there, but nah. So elevator music, maybe some Creed. Wraith. Wraith is her name. Wraith uh, is is uh, Yuri's alter ego, her identity. So and, and again, uh, alter ego, obviously um, very uh, very important to superhero stories. Even though now the idea of a public identity has kind of been been the standard. Um, Spider-Man remains a character who has um, an intense duality, and I think it's integral to his character that he um, maintain a secret identity for most of the time. And this game definitely delivers on that. I mean, um, like I said before, I think it's the perfect portrayal of Peter Parker, and the reason that I believe that is because um, of how well it does capture both aspects of the character. I mean, I'm a fan of all Spider-Man movie portrayals, I, I would say. I like Tobey Maguire. I think he does fantastic peter parker um i like andrew garfield even um i thought he he was actually one of the good parts of the amazing series which i don't hate um because he was actually a really great spider-man and actually nailed the the witticisms right and um Uh, that was tom holland who's a good mix of both and really an embodiment of the character as in his teenage years but has yet to fill those shoes completely um although far from home really brings him close that's one unfortunately we can't spoil but that is one we can definitely tell that was Definitely worth watching. Yeah, it was great. Uh, we will be probably doing an episode on that or something, some kind of more talking on about collateral that cinema. Future. Oh yeah, we'll we'll, we'll talk about exactly that on collateral cinema. Yeah, that, that's an idea. I mean, Far From Home was really great. Although we did just Damn do right. Endgame, so. Um, but yeah, no, I feel like this game perfectly balances those as uh, well, just like the Tom Holland performance does. But this is an older Spider-Man. Uh, this is this is the Spider-Man um, that is a perfect representation of both. But in in is a adult part of his comic history 
um, more recently, like like how he is actually more recently, because like we said before, he's been Spider-Man for eight years, um, skipping the whole origin story, but still allowing you to completely be related to Peter Parker. He does represent your everyman. He struggles with rent. Um, and, and just in that opening cinematic, remember? Yeah. He looks at the floor and it says, pay your bills, Peter. And then, but then he looks at Fisk, and then he looks back, and you, you can tell right there as they. And there's a perfect exposition right before in that scene as well. But you can perfectly see the duality there and the, the dilemma, struggle. the struggle. You feel the struggles once again. Um, he struggles to be both Peter Parker and Spider-Man, and there's plenty of Peter Parker gameplay in this story as well. Plenty, yeah, oh yeah. There's plenty of times where you go, you know, throughout the the feast, and you'll walk around as yourself in your regular clothes. Yeah, yeah. There's remember. actually a point where you're in your regular clothes and you actually have to use your abilities. And there are two other uh, characters that are playable in their civilian identities. That's because they only ha- have civilian identities right. here so far. And that's MJ and Miles, who uh, are in these stealth missions, which I think are one of the only problems some people have with this game. But I loved them. I think they could be better implemented as as side missions, maybe in a future you know sequel. I, I agree with that. I I'm not against them. I mean, there was a point in the game where I was like, eh, I'd rather just play Spider Man. But near the end, when they really upgraded like the MJ missions and the yeah. Miles ones, where you had started to have like abilities instead of just sneaking around the entire time, then it made it more immersive, and it was yeah. something that I definitely liked. You know, at the very end, when I was MJ, and I was tasting everybody, and I cleared the rooms, you know what I mean? I mean, you can't not taste somebody. It's great. And Miles hacking the things and luring them different places, that, w- that was a good, interesting immersion there. But they, they could have done more, probably, like you mentioned, making it a side mission, because they could have done a lot more with it. So Yeah. And I just think, you know, a main complaint here is that it, it, um, that it, it abrupts. It, Intrudes? Intrudes, yeah. Intrudes in the story. Um, The story comes to an an abrupt halt uh, during these missions. I don't think so, personally. I actually really enjoyed them, but I can see why people would complain that and maybe implementing them as side missions that you need for 100% completion, but um, you can choose whenever you want to go do those. Right. They were generally generally, uh, implemented in which, you know... Spider-Man would talk to the person and ask them what happened in a situation, and it'll go like 15 minutes earlier, yeah. and you'll play, I quote, 15-minute amount of gameplay, which is, I guess, what they, the average amount of time it would take a player to get through it, is what I'm guessing. Yeah, I think that's pretty well planned. Which, yeah. which is actually, yeah, pretty well planned, because if I think about it, my, my gameplays are probably about 15 minutes each time I've played as Miles or MJ, at least in one sitting. Miles and MJ are really interesting to play as. Um, of course... Uh, Mary Jane Watson is Spider-Man's Mary Jane Watson Parker, as she's known in the comics for a great amount of time. Uh, fuck you one more day <laughs> for, for breaking that up. Um, but no, no, Peter and, and Mary Jane, of course, uh, is a well-known, um, well-known couple, probably the most well-known romance in comic books. Absolutely. Um, I think even surpassing, like, you know, Clark Kent and Lois Lane. I mean, this one is just so central, and it's central to this game as well. The portrayal of MJ is awesome in this game, um, and she's really cute. <laughs> Since when did Mix become Italian? No idea, but I'm still glad he makes these fries. Totally. Best in the city. So, how's the grind at the Bugle? Mm. Well... Yeah, well, I just got an all-caps text from Robbie about my so-called antics tonight. So it looks like I'll be meeting with a legal team. Again. Uh, as soon as he reads the article you're going to write, guaranteed promotion. So, creepy mask, guys. What's your take? Just another night in the city. What's your take? I feel like there's a bigger story there. Let's not make this all about business. 
how's how's it going with you? Did did you get that promotion? No, but we're on the cusp of something really big. You know Oscorp would hire you in a heartbeat, right? One phone call to hair. Sure, but Dr. Octavius's work will help millions. I'm, I'm right where I want to be, right where I should be. Almost sounds like it's more important than your other job. I've never heard you talk like that before. A lot can change in six months. Why did you ask me here, Pete? You know, just, uh, just dinner between friends. Friends? Is that what we are? Well, maybe we could be, you know, if, if, if that's what you wanted. <laughs> There's a lot of baggage here. Yeah, sure, but is that so bad? I mean, baggage can carry good things, too, like, uh, like money and uh, keys, and raspberry lip balm. Do you remember why we broke up? This is a trick question, isn't it? Saved by the siren. Talk to you later. Go. Cool. Love seeing you two together again. You always were my favorites. And I love the relationship between them. Um, as we said before, at the beginning of the game, they've been broken up, um, I believe, for about six months. But they're slowly coming together through the story. And you, you desperately want it. And there's even a part in the game, in the story, that's just so relatable, where you see Spider-Man texting her, you know, kind of sending a risky text, you know, and waiting to see what she says, hoping she, she, she says what he wants. And I just, I felt that on a personal level. I yeah. know that feeling. And then she doesn't text what he wants. And he's like, oh, crap. And then he's like, hang in. And he's like, uh-oh. And he's like, worried about the text. And he's like, like pacing almost, yeah. you know. He's swinging around the city, throwing his phone around, which was really interesting because they also did that kind of whole phone playing around millennial play with Tom Holland in the new movie as well. Yeah. So there, you can see a lot of the, the millennial aspects uh, of the, the new era of Spider-Man. Yeah, definitely. Well. Um, another addition to this game is uh, Miles Morales. People may know him as the second Spider-Man from the Ultimate Comics and from the Ends of the Spider-Verse movie that came out last year. That would be the most popular portrayal of him at this point, I guess. At this right? point, yeah. Most, most well-known to a casual audience. And uh, Miles Morales isn't Spider-Man yet. He doesn't become Spider-Man. Um, until the very end of the game, he does get the powers, and then it's, it's hinted at in the DLC. Peter has conversations with him. Um, but you do play as him during certain stealth missions, um, and you, you do see kind of this mentorship going on with Peter even before his acquirement of powers at the end. Um, and I'm really excited for what that means in the future. You know, we, maybe we'll get him in the next game, right? Uh, I'm hoping to. That'd be cool. I wonder if you're going to have more playable sections of him. Or if it's going to make him... I, I don't think they're going to main character him yet. I don't think that's going to be the next game. I think the next game is going to be mainly Spider-Man. But I can see them definitely retiring Spider-Man. Or at least getting close to it by the end of the next game. If they were to continue like a Spider-Man 2 or whatever they call it. I don't know if they're necessarily going to follow the, the ultimate route and, and kill Peter Parker off. Or even retire him. I don't know. That may be like the end of the series. Kind of like how Maybe Batman even, Arkham Knight retired uh, Batman. How about a spinoff? 
maybe a spinoff with Miles Morales. Yeah, I definitely think he's going to be playable in the next game, which will be fun. And I think we'll be seeing that, like, and maybe, like, yeah, the last game will probably end up with Spider-Man passing on the man, Peter Parker passing on the mantle of Spider-Man, I should say, to <laughs> right. Miles Morales. So a lot of mentorship in the next game, maybe, is what we can see in the future. Speaking of mentorship, and we touched on this, of course, earlier, it was Otto Octavius. Right. Um, just that... You know, you just the inevitable, but nonetheless heartbreaking transformation into Doctor Octopus uh, that occurs throughout the game, and and it and even though that I knew that was going to happen, that twist was really well done. Um, not unlike a certain villain twist in Spider-Man: Far From Home that we will not get into, right? Of um, course. But if you're a, a a fan of the comics, like you'll know. I mean, if you know if you know really anything about Spider-Man. And then, of course, there's also other villains like Martin Lee slash Mr. Negative, a more recent character from Marvel comic history. Uh, that character is really interesting. We, we, we've got a lot of characters here that all have, which you don't realize until a lot later in the game, but they all have intermingling relationships with each other. And they all, they all have backstories with each other that is really wild and crazy. But Martin Lee's character is, is he has, um, what is it? I guess more of abilities created by the GR twenty seven that was created by Norman Osborn. Oh, there's so much to talk about. I can't. Yeah. Even, I don't even know what to talk about first. <laughs> well, but Mister Negative and Doctor Octopus both have beef with Norman, right? The, the future Green Goblin, um, which he's not in this game, although he is the mayor. He is and he's definitely definitely a, a, a villainous character. Well, you know, in, in terms of politics, politically right. he, co- corrupt to say the least. Corrupt, definitely corrupt. Um, and they both have a bone to pick with him, but like the way they're going about it isn't necessarily good either. Right. And um, there's even a, a, another duality that um, completely contrasts. See how that contrast to ah, kind of works with it too. Contrasts Peter Parker's duality. Um, contrast. That, that's exactly and it. then it's it's maybe even implied that there's. I mean, it's definitely implied very early on that this may be an alter ego, and he's not doesn't have complete control over it. But then slowly, it's shown that maybe um, there are aspects of Martin Lee, definitely his hatred of Osborn, that are intentional, or with. Uh, what's his face? Uh, you know, Otto. <laughs> of course, Otto. Uh, being evil from the beginning, and not so much being due to the neural interface. Some, I think, in, in both aspects, some part of it is some part of it's the neural interface, and in uh, Martin Lee's case, some part of it is this affliction. But definitely, um, both characters also are are equally culpable. Right. So I guess you're mentioning characters here. You've got, um, I guess it would be better to talk about them as a whole, but the Sinister Six. Sinister Six being, you know, Vulture, uh, Rhino, uh, Electro. And Scorpion. And Scorpion. Yeah. And then you've got Dr. Uh, Octavius, which is Otto Octopus, and then you've got uh, Martin Lee. Martin, Martin that, Lee's character, who and is... that's this game's roster of Mr. Negative. Mr. Negative. Yeah, this, that's this game's uh, roster of the Sinister Six. Um, obviously, uh, Doc Ock and Mr. Negative take up more of the show. They're your main antagonist, with um, Mr. Negative kind of being the chief antagonist through the first couple arcs. Right. And then later being being a puppet of, of Otto Octavius, who's the final boss. Um, and then the Sinister Six, who equally have backstories that are shown in the game. They come in that right at the last minute, and so you don't see them anywhere else in the game. Um, you there, see there one is, of them. There like is Electro throughout the entire game. Mostly. That's Shocker. You're thinking Shocker. Of. I'm sorry. I need to. Shocker is not one of the Sinister Six. Oh, you know what? You're right. That was a different character. Uh, there's definitely a whole other host of, so of rogues right. that are featured and and all and hinted at in this game, and the Sinister Six are featured in in the very beginning, but you're not seen until the very end of the game. That is but they're right. all given backstories. They are all given backstories. Every single one of them. Uh, Black Cat. That's another one. Uh, there's Black actually Cat. side missions with her. 
And Black Hat also is the focus of the first part of the DLC, The City That Never Sleeps. Um, takes a big part in the, the heist um, storyline. And her former relationship with, with Spider-Man is also um, hinted at. And it comes into direct conflict with Pete's established uh, relationship with MJ because the DLC takes place after the the main game at which the end of which they they end up kissing and reconciling. Right. There's there's the Hammerhead DLC. There's the Sable DLC, right. which is another character we need to get into. Right. Silver Sable also in this game, awesome character, so, portrayed as an antagonist at the at the at the beginning. Um, well, actually, kind of like a, just a, a a grievance, and then a straight up antagonist, and then a uh, as her entire soldiers the f sable security are all a, a faction in the game and then later a protagonist like a reluctant ally and right. th- that's also played in the dlc um she turns from from um despite her closing comments and her her transformation at the, at the end of the game to actually take spider-man to the hospital and then miss him for his witty uh witticism, her uh, crazy witticisms and stuff she does end up shooting at him again in the dlc only to for them to end up uh, i believe they fist bump that's funny. It's either a high five or it's a fist bump, and he's trying to he's trying to get her. I only played it through once. The rest the rest of the game I played through like almost three times now. Um, <laughs> it's a it's a running gag. He's, he keeps on trying to to high five her or fist bump her, and and eventually at the very end she does do it. That's cool. So her character, what nationality is she? Um, that's actually from their own country, uh, Sim Simcaria, I think. Simcaria, that's interesting. So Sable, yeah. Saber, what is it? Sable International. Sable International. Sable International. They are a faction in the game. Mercenaries. Of mercenaries of one of four, but her faction of mercenaries is actually hired by Norman Osborn, another character in the game. Norman Osborn, of course, you know, Green Goblin, like we mentioned. Well, future Green Goblin. He's not actually Green Goblin in this game, but just like but Otto it's Octavius. Hinted at, at the end. Yes, just like Otto Octavius, where it was hinted that he would be Doctor Octopus. You've got. Um, Norman Osborn, you see throughout the game. Throughout the game, you go through his laboratory and you see like the grenades. You see little things like that, and so you see him slowly starting to become eventually the Greek Goblin. Uh, but yeah, that that is his security detail, and so she's kind of working with the cops, kind of, but she can't really have a good partnership with them because they're not really friends and they can't really work together. But so that's why. Spider-Man has a lot of trouble working with her in the beginning. Speaking of which, Yuri, another Yuri, great character. The interplay between the characters, um, this like, like you know that she likes him, but she doesn't want it. She wants to maintain her cool attitude, um, and and then just, and then the spider spider cop spider cop. Yes, that was awesome. And then her at the end of the game actually actually doing the spider cop impression was brilliant. Um, I hope we get a spider cop suit in the next game. That would be that would just make my make my world. Um, although she does have kind of a descent into her anti-hero identity at the end of the DLC, and it's kind of a heartbreaking moment. Oh yeah. Um, but um, well, we, we will talk about the DLC in particular, and, and in terms of gameplay and what it adds. Um, other characters include J. Jonah Jameson with his podcast, like we mentioned before. Um, Wilson Fisk, slash the Kingpin, carrying every bit of gravitas that Vincent D'Onofrio brings into the role. Um, he comes in during the during the the very first segment, and even he maintains, even though he's only in the beginning, he maintains um, a presence throughout throughout the the game. Would you say Vincent D'Onofrio would be the best cinematic interpretation of him? Probably, yeah. Probably. He's, I, he's, I I saw. I believe so too. He's the only one I've actually personally seen, so I wouldn't know. I've seen clips. I think there's a there's an older. Was it a uh, Daredevil? Was it no? The Daredevil's the TV show he was in. Yeah. Was it? Was it? He was in. There was another Kingpin cinematic material. I'm thinking. Of. I mean, Kingpin is a, is a character, a villain in both the uh, Deadpool, 
Deadpool, Daredevil, and Spider-Man comics. Yep. Right. And uh, no, Robert, what game. do you know about Kingpin? Um, remember the Daredevil movie with Ben Affleck? Right? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. Who played him in that one? Oh, that that actor died, right? Shit. Hmm. I don't know. Name. Dang it. But yeah, um, Hammerhead is another villain. He's kind of the main villain throughout the entire DLC, and the second part of it kind of focuses on his crimes. Um, have you heard of Hammerhead from the comics? Either of you? I don't remember Hammerhead. He's a, he's a lesser known, and that's what's cool is this game even includes the lesser you, known villains guys, like Hammerhead and Tombstone. What about Blade? Blade. Remember, uh, remember Blade. Blade isn't oh. in this one, but Morbius. Um, Morbius's was... alter ego, Doctor Morgan Michaels, is in this one. Yeah. On um, Fox Twenty Nine, it was they introduced like Blade too. Remember that? Yeah. All right. Oh, so, yeah, what right. about the new Blade movie that's in, uh, announced recently? Oh. Ali. with Mahershala Hashbaz Ali. Fuck, that, that's, man. All Mar- that's all Marvel, you know. Like, oh holy yeah. shit, that's MCU. Yeah, yeah like, no, that's gonna be MCU. We are excited. Oh crap. my god, I I can't fucking wait, dude. <laughs> the return of Blade proper. <laughs> It's See, like, look at this. Here's yeah. cinema files, but well, Bla- yeah. Blade isn't in this game, but Morbius, the Living Vampire's alter ego, is. <laughs> why? Why don't they make a badass Blade game? That would be cool. I mean, that, that would be, be cool. amazing. Well, Jumping around like Wesley Snipes and a Dodge Charger, dude. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> I mean, you got well, we got to have Wesley Snipes in there somewhere. Well, supposedly, Insomniac is planning on, or at least, um, at least is is setting the foundation for an entire. Uh, Universe, shared universe, starting with Spider-Man PS4, and possibly Wonderful. including the the Avengers on PS4. Oh wow! And I think on the other consoles too. Honestly, it looks like they've really started something big here, and I really hope it turns into something. Yeah. Because if this is anything to set us up for the future, it we're we're on for a great show, just like with the MCU. But the Avengers isn't even isn't even Insomniac. So like the MCU, this could be a shared universe that is done by multiple developers and publishers. Right. Just like how every uh movie in the MCU is written by different directors and writers. Exactly. Um and this could be really fun. There's mm-hmm. a there's a whole lot of other supervillains that are introduced in, in this uh story as well. Um the Shocker who you see uh, a couple times and actually get to fight. He has a really cool boss battle. Tombstone, who is a side mission uh, boss battle. Taskmaster, who does all of the challenges throughout the city. Oh, yeah. And also Screwball, who ends up doing all the challenges in the DLC and is in his uh, side mission character. Um, there's just like, yeah, there's so many. And there's even references to um, Sandman, Mysterio, Lizard, uh, the Chameleon. So, I mean, definitely they have the rogues gallery knit down. Um, but obviously they've got some to include in the future. They've got, you know, uh, with the ones that I just mentioned that are referenced but not actually present. And also with uh, Venom, possibly, in the sequel, and the Green Goblin, who have been built up. Um, Norman Osborn is in the game, and his uh, eventual transformation into the Goblin is hinted at. And the symbiote is seen in the uh, post credit scene. So what about our post credit scenes? What, what do you think about those? We've got our possible symbiote now. I mean that that's confirmed now. So that so no, Norman Osborn created it, I guess. I think that's what we're they're getting at. Maybe possibly, or maybe or it was he could have just he could just be studying it from space. But right. I think they're definitely drawing on the uh, the storyline where uh, Oscorp creates a symbiote, which is in the Ultimate Comics. So would that leave 
our options being Harry being Venom at first, maybe? I believe there's a cartoon where Harry becomes villain. I think there's an animated series where that happens. Eddie Brock is, is referenced in the game, but they could uh, right. go with Harry since they since they built him up, although Harry is yet to be seen. Harry's been away, on a supposedly on a vacation, but actually sick and kind of kept in stasis by his father, as revealed in the post credit scene. Yes. Or actually revealed in the end and seen in the post credit scene um, in New York the entire time. Obviously, that character's been built up more, so that that could work, unless they can bring Eddie Brock in early in the game and really establish him throughout Act 1. I definitely think that the symbiote storyline would be really cool to feature in the sequel. So, when when it comes to the story, we've got um, Norman Osborn, he created, him and Otto Octavius, uh, years ago, created GR27 to save Norman's Nicknamed Devil's Breath. Nicknamed Devil's Breath because it could also, not only could it be a cure to, a potential cure to cancer, to so many cancers and things that, diseases, uh, diseases and things, but it also had the potential ability to be extremely lethal. Yeah, it, it was a kind of a failed experiment, and he's using it to treat his dying wife and eventually his son Harry, who's very sick. Um, but then Devil's Breath, um, it's just, th- there's something that's wrong. Uh, Norman believes that they can fix it, but Otto does not believe in that. And definitely, that's when he parts ways with Norman and their, their very heated um, rivalry kind. Right. And not, not the friendly kind. Well, well, the reason being is because they used it on a test subject. That test subject being a younger Martin Lee. Right. And that that's why he wants became vengeance. him. And right, that he became Mr. Negative due to the devil's breath being injected in him the way it was. Yeah. And it failed test subject. And that's why, unfortunately, Harry's mother ended up dying because of it because they couldn't make a good uh, serum. Eventually, they do make an anti-serum, and they do make the devil's breast, and they actually do release it in New York throughout the game and while this whole city has gone to shit. You know, and so that's why it's a big rush at the end of the game because you're you're running through and you're trying to save everybody and you have yeah. to get the anti serum and it's such a big you don't even want to do side missions and then ask like last like th- act of the game yeah because you, know? you have to just rush through everything because you feel so so heated yeah you feel like you really need to get through another way this man game truly makes you feel like Spider Man. Ah! <laughs> 
men you were! That man is gone. You can't save me, Peter. Then I guess you'll have to save yourself! You're my hero! You made so much to me! To change the world, you have to be the kind of man who can make the hardest decisions. <gasps> I couldn't agree more. saw you as a son. I should have known you'd turn on me, just like all the others. Turn? Turn? I've worshipped you, your mind, your conscience, wanting to help others, the way you never gave up. That's because men like us have a duty, a responsibility. To use our talents in the service of others. Even if they don't appreciate it. We have to do what's best for those beneath us. Whether they understand it or not. No, you're wrong! You are everything I wanted to be! You just threw it away! Yes, of course. You're right, Peter. Oh. I see that now. The neural interface affected my mind. But I can fix it. We can fix it together. If you'll help me. Do everything I can. I'll make sure you get the best help. No! If they put me away, they'll take my arms! I'll be trapped in this useless body! Please, Peter. That wasn't me. 
You said you'd never abandon me. You promised. Remember? And of course, you rest easy, knowing your secret is safe with me. You do what you think is best, Doc. It's all any of us can. Peter? Even when it hurts like hell. Peter, where are you going? Peter? Yeah, the, the, the story definitely impressed me. And even the story continuing into the DLC, focusing on um, Black Cat in the heist, uh, Hammerhead and Turf Wars, and Silver Sable and Silver Lining, all together to create the city that never sleeps, a three-part story. And, and that is, exists kind of separate to the main game, but they all work with each other. They're one continuous story. Including also, besides the uh, additional story content, um, more DLC suits. And then there's also some free suits that were updated, uh, that were added in, in patches. Um, and then, of course, including the heavily requested webbed suit, or known by fans as the Raimi suit from the Sam Raimi trilogy. That's yes. in the game. It's so um, much fun to swing on the city with the same Raimi suit. People were begging Insomniac to put it in. And that's not part of the DLC. It's part of actually a patch, so it's free. But... Um, but yeah, people really wanted the 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 Raimi suit, and they got it. And in, it took Insomniac a while to secure the rights. So it's like kind of like guys, like you, they act, people acted like dicks online with it. I mean, of course, you should have seen Reddit and Twitter. I mean, and and then Insomniac delivered, and it's like, come on, like don't ask them another fucking thing, because I mean, they included those also. Every MCU suit, uh, the homemade Every suit, the Stark one. suit, the Iron yep. Spider suit, also the Iron Spider armor, as seen in the comics, comes in the DLC. Right, though they did a fantastic job. The and stealth suit and the uh, upgraded suit from Far From Home, which were just released in a recent update. That was the one I was going to mention. Exactly, that one is, is so exciting. That one is my probably my favorite, besides of course the advanced suit to swing on the city in. But honestly, I got to say the advanced suit is just is just the best one and all around to swing around the city. I spend most of my time in the advanced suit. Honestly. It's my personal favorite. Um, that that's the one that's featured on the box art with the white spider. There's a story reason for that as well. Otto Octavius actually created that's the, the white spider design. Yes, and eventually you create a suit later to fight Octavius. That has an um, armor above it, but looks just like the advanced suit. Looks just suit. like the advanced suit, exactly. Antioch suit. And underneath it, you are still wearing said advanced suit. And so when he do, you do end up battling Dr. Octavius later, which is such an emotional moment. But he ends up breaking you down, and you know he tells you that he knows you're Peter the entire time. Yeah. And, and that's what's so crazy, because you don't... You, you, you trusted him. And in Spider-Man movie fashion, the... The uh, suit is completely torn up. Exactly, completely. The, the mask is starting to fall apart, and that's what's a cool moment is Peter's hiding his face because he's like, "Okay, I can't let him know I'm Parker." And then he says, "While Peter's head is turned, Parker," and that's when he turns around. You knew, um, and then later repeats that phrase to Aunt May. But you can see the, definitely the juxtaposition there because he says to Aunt May in a much calmer tone, "You, you knew," but still like shocked. And it was like she knew all that time. But she didn't tell him to to protect, you know. To so it was a, it was that like duality. They have so much. That's a big theme in this. Yeah. In, this in this show, in this movie. Movie. I'm sorry. Game. I mean, what is it? You know. Yeah. Just like Crap. the Last of Us. Movie. Game. It's so hard not to. Crap. Movie game like Uncharted. Yeah, yeah Uncharted, Uncharted is too. Um, Dude, if you want to talk about Uncharted, that's our first one next season. We got to give it to you. You got to play that. It's so much fun. Yeah. I want. I want to play it. The first Uncharted. That's a bet. We're gonna no, do all yeah. uh, the trilogy. Yeah, we'll give you the trilogy, dude. You could beat each of them in the a original day. trilogy before I, the newer one came. I remember out. playing it on PSP. Uh yeah, <laughs> it's pretty that, cool. I think that one's uh, actually like a spinoff. Spinoff. Yeah, 
Um, but we're going to do the main series. Um, obviously, Insomniac also left room for a sequel. Um, that's definitely hinted at. Um, I definitely think they'll be adding the Symbiote storyline and Os- or Norman Osborn, maybe bringing back um, some of the villains that were featured less prominently, and also definitely probably bringing in new villains that were referenced but course, not seen. Miles Morales as well, and maybe maybe you'll see more of they they have completed this. Uh, Peter Parker and Mary Jane relationship now, and so you'll see that evolve more. Hopefully, they'll you, you see that in the DLC as well. Okay, that's good. You so definitely see them because um, she gets jealous of like Black Cat and stuff, and, and it's actually an evolving thing. It's funny. Um, yeah, I'm really excited for that. Um, I definitely think the symbiote suit too could be added before Venom comes into the scene. I would really like to see that added as like maybe like throughout Act Two, like kind of like a force suit or exists as a suit power. Um, I, however they decide to do that. I mean, I have some ideas personally, but um, <laughs> I, I definitely predict that the symbiotes is going to be involved in some way. Right. Um, the next game, and so is the Green Goblin, and so is Miles Morales, who could maybe be in the game as... Um, I don't think as I don't think you'll be able to probably freely switch between the two. That seems like a little much, but right. probably I think he's definitely going to have some missions as Spider-Man, and maybe some of those team-up mechanics seen in the DLC with um, Silver Sable and Black Cat. Be pretty interesting to do. Yeah, I think that would be cool. Um, and then, or maybe some side missions. I definitely think the MJ missions could be uh, relegated to side missions, um, but a, a continuing like story told through those side missions, right? Kind of similar to the way the hideouts kind of tell a story in the background, right? And eventually, yeah, exactly. They they do tell a story, and so they they would tell their own story that does relate to the overarching main right. story. That still has something to do with it. There is a point in which you know you you go to something and it actually affects something in your original story. So, but. You could you could complete them in your own time, right? Um, at your leisure. At your leisure, without interrupting the story, you can do it whenever you feel like is a good moment. Um, I think I would definitely make um, maybe some more of those like longer moments of uh, of patrol the city and do some side missions, maybe because you can make the world so much bigger. Um, definitely, that's something they're going to have to address. We obviously, I don't think a Spider-Man outside of New York is going to work. At least not yet. Maybe maybe for the third game or something. But we have already have our Manhattan, New York. So, I mean, what could we change? I mean, we could make the Manhattan map more one-to-one, completely redo that, but keep certain sections in that are accurate or, or redo it completely. Or keep it the way it is and just add on the other boroughs like right. New York. And maybe some, some missions in the story that take place in other places would be cool. That that would be a lot of a lot of fun. I mean, maybe maybe pull a far from home trick. You know, maybe if you need to do a new map, just take him somewhere else. Right, or that could be the DLC. That could or be. like the DLC. He goes to different countries because the DLC is actually accessed separately in this game. So there's no way, and they are separate like New York maps. That's like crazy. you'll see, um, some of the challenges carry over like the landmarks, but most of them are all new. That's cool. Um, and how much? How many hours of gameplay does it give you? I mean, just as much as the original story. I wouldn't say that much, not 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 as much as that, but you know, I spent a good amount of time on each DLC throughout. Um, Makes it, sense. I think it was the DLC was actually criticized for not being like big, but that's only because the game set such a huge standard. The DLC really is is it should feel exactly what it is. It's just an expansion, a small expansion to each part of the story, and right. some of those things are relevant. And they definitely added some things I think that were not done, not seen as much in the game in the DLC, like the vent takedowns. Right. And um, so I, I was excited about that. There's even an, another MJ mission I think in one of them. Nice. Okay, so when it comes to gameplay hours, how long would it take someone to complete this game if they want? Ooh, I don't know. I mean, I. 
I wish I could look at the time because, I mean, you could spend days on this, but you can get through it pretty quickly. I think a lot of people 100% of this game right at a short amount of time if you if you if you went through it like at a good rate and maybe near the end like you did what we did and you did rush at the end because you have almost no choice but to rush at the end you know so when doing that i would say i saw a review that said maybe 20 to 25 hours and i believed that 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 made sense if you were to just just go through the story part but i mean you could spend easy hundreds of hours in in challenges and stuff I definitely think this is the definitive Spider-Man game Agreed. so far. Hopefully, the, the the sequels are even greater. But like, if I were to make my own Spider-Man game, I don't know how I would make it so much any different from this game. I think it would be too derivative. Um, I agree. In some of the same ways, people might see this as a derivative of Spider-Man Two. Yet, it really does. Um, it is really is its own game, and its open world is 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 its own flavor. And I, I definitely think it. This is a game that needed to happen. This is this is the perfect superhero game. I agree. I, I think this is what we were looking for when we've been, you know, we talk about Spider-Man Two being being the best Spider-Man game we had. But all this time, you, you got to realize that we've needed something. We've needed needed the better version of that, and we've got it. Yeah, and this is what we needed. And I mean, personally, I mean, I'd probably make an origin story just because I like them. Right. But if I were to do my own Spider-Man, and maybe like, I don't know, that maybe I, I would just even go even harder at like and like. Uh, really add a lot of, of realism and, and new features to the game, but I mean, that's just me going overboard. I would take this game on steroids. Oh, Maybe yeah. it's perfect with the simplicity that it is. Um, which I, I think, yeah, definitely the best uh, Spider-Man game and the best superhero game, um, and I think it deserved Game of the Award of 2018. Game of the Year Award. Top, yeah, hands down. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> um, and I think this is a perfect uh, legacy of our, our dedicated heroes this episode, Stanley and Steve Ditko. Um, Stanley does make a cameo in the game. Yes, uh, made before he passed away. Motion captured, looks just like him. It's Absolutely. perfect. And it's, of course, a fantastic addition to our Marvel Stanley cameos. And it's just like a Marvel movie cameo. Absolutely perfect. He, he's just like a short order of Coke. It's quick. Some of the other games had like Stanley as like a playable character and stuff, but this is even better in my opinion. This is just like it's just like the movies. It's a cinematic moment where he's just there, and and he 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 does his little thing that doesn't really have a big importance, but it, it's there, and you're so you're so happy it does. Uh, and this game came out right before he died, so it really is a really touching moment when you look back. Kind of like how Spider Verse had already um, put its Stanley cameo in, not knowing about the death, and yet it does somehow feel like oddly like like comforting right what is it i love seeing you two together again you always wore my favorites yes yes that's exactly it oh i was just that that put me in all that was like okay this is a spider-man movie it is a movie i mean absolutely is it seems like that where you see the the juxtaposition as you mentioned yeah earlier it's 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 perfect and like i said before the perfect spider-man beats um and these are all good performances but beats toby mcguire andrew garfield and tom holland hands down um, I, I, there's not a better one, in my opinion, uh, of what I've seen, at least in Spider-Man media. I'm um, sorry, I meant exposition. That's the word I meant. Exposition. I the exposition word. is perfect, too. None it of it's is. too obvious. I love just that opening scene where you look around Peter's apartment. Right, yes. And it just gives you everything you need to know. That whole scene gives you everything you need to know. Oh, and then the the scene after that where you start, start. at the beginning, you see around his 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 room, and then you he jumps out the window, and suddenly you're swinging around Manhattan, and he's, you go from cin- uh, cinematic to gameplay seamlessly seamlessly 
it just says R2, just press R2 to swing, and you're like, oh! And you're in the game plan. There's so many moments in the game where it does that. Uh, there are some QTEs, uh, quick time events. There are a few of those in the game. I had no problem with them. I had, I absolutely loved them. I loved, you know, certain moments where you'd use the joysticks and then aim and then, you know, use your R1 to shoot your webs. The quick time events. I love yeah. quick time events. Some people hate them. I love them. Right. I've always loved them, too. QTEs are great. That makes me think of Lara Croft, definitely. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. Yeah, like the the old school games. Oh yeah. It's still viable. We'll need the entire sample as a base to produce more doses. How long will that take? A few hours. Maybe a day. What if we use it to cure someone right now? Then there won't be enough to cure the others. I'll give you a few minutes. gonna be okay ma'am i've got the cure right here take off your mask i want to see my nephew you knew i've known for a while i never wanted you to worry i did and i am so proud of you and Ben would be too. All the people you say. I don't know what to do. Yes, you do. So, final thoughts? Fantastic. I mean, a five out of five game. This is game of the year, like you said. Um, it's a perfect game, in my opinion. It really is. This is. You said it before. It's the perfect superhero game. It is the hands-down, 100% best cinematic portrayal of Peter Parker, Spider-Man yet. Yeah. Um, the best Spider-Man movie. And, and, and a fantastic game. I mean, just, just feeling like spider-man and and just uh and just as an open world game um as definitely as a superhero game 
Right. I mean, we were around uh, Bo's dad, actually. He came in the other night, and we were playing the game, and he looked at it, and he was absolutely shocked. He said, wait, that's a video game? Yeah. He said, yeah. He says, oh, my goodness. Like, you guys are so lucky to have that. Like, like <laughs> that's I mean, and it was really interesting to see because a lot of people of, of his generation, they don't, they don't see it that way. And it's good to see that people are starting to see games as, as what they are, uh, yeah. a, a new form of storytelling. Yeah, e- equally as valid. If and, not more. I yeah. Because it's so immersive. I mean, VR... God, you've put that on Bo's dad, he would freak. <laughs> there, there is a Spider-Man uh, VR set, VR game. Oh, that's cool. Um, uh, there's a Homecoming one, and I think there's a Far From Home one. Or they updated it to include Far. I don't know. Um, but yeah, Spider-Man, la- ladies and gentlemen. I, I did want to talk about also, um, as we are reaching the end of our season. This is our season finale. Yes, sir. Uh, I want to thank all of our viewers um, of... I would say all of you and patrons, but we don't have any patrons yet. But we don't have any patron content yet, so we'll, we'll do that. We're not good I wanna, enough. I'm sorry. I want to thank all our viewers, <laughs> and no, we are going to be. We are good enough. Um, we, <laughs> if I could say so myself, I, I'm having a good time with this, and, and really, that's all. I, I'm just so happy to have the opportunity to um, to be able to just do what we love, and and possibly make a career out of it. I mean, at least get noticed, get our names out there. Um, I do want to thank all of our viewers or our listeners, I should say. I mean. <laughs> Although we do both video and audio. Um, right. And I want to thank all of the fellow podcasters that have retweeted us and helped us out. I want to thank um, being able to ride on uh, the backs of Collateral Cinema with starting off with a little bit of success <laughs> before before we entered the game. And uh, this has been an awesome season. What do you, what do you think, Dakota? We have done fantastic. This has been a great journey for us, our first season. It was a little bumpy at the start, but uh, our Fable one was a little little, little out there. But since then, we've improved. Uh, your editing got better. Yeah, I uh, think my editing skills have improved over time. It, it, it really it's has. It's a work in progress. Yeah. Right. Our, yeah. our communication has been better. Our itineraries are great. Uh, I, I love I love working with this crew we got here, and I think our studio and everything is fantastic. So I think we're on for a great next season. And looking forward yeah. to Section 69 Studios. Ah, my house. 69. Studios, this motherfucker. Collateral. You think, you, you think I'm going to even allow you to use that name? Uh, you know that's what? Collateral Gaming Studio. Th- actually, no, I don't no, give no. a fuck. False. This Six. is a, both both of our studios because we are moving Section Nine Studios to my house in uh, San Antonio, which San I'm moving Antonio. into with my wife, and yeah. and, and I'm officially renaming it. Section sixty nine studios. Section sixty nine. This motherfucker. It's posted in my studio now. We, we yeah. Sh- we we co share. So now I get to make some rules, and it will be that every woman that comes in and and is is in that studio is wearing a miniskirt. Jesus Christ, uh-huh. man! You, th- th- are you're gonna get a shut down? No, no. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Jesus. That's a Full Metal Alchemist reference. Um, nothing more. I wouldn't actually. Uh, that does come off a little sexist and misogynist. I apologize. Yeah, well, and what does that say about Full Metal Alchemist? Uh-huh. <laughs> it worked with the character, okay? Yeah. Well, yeah, it doesn't work with you. Th- th- that series was written by a woman, so. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know, man. Um, but yeah, no, I'm so excited about next season. Hopefully we can produce um, better content. I definitely would have liked to have done more episodes. I projected it, but we ended up having to move to the monthly schedule. And so we're spending more time on each game, which is great because we're going to have better. We're going to be able to talk about it better. And now that means that season two is basically what was the last half of season one originally. Although this game, Spider-Man was always intended as the season finale from the beginning. I just, I just moved it. So it'd be our season one finale. Right. Um, but yeah, you can look forward to uh, on all the games that we mentioned are, are happening next season throughout this podcast. Go listen to it again. You can find them. They're peppered throughout. Um, but starting with 
Uncharted. Uncharted. That's going to be our season premiere. Um, should be happening uh, September, October. Um, we'll get more details on that. I currently have it planned at the end of September, but we may have to revisit the schedule. Um, but yeah, so we're going to go on a little bit of a break. Not a big one because it's already August. Um, I had a baby, so I had to end up postponing this episode, our season finale. But now we're here. We've done it. Um, it's been an awesome season. I'm really looking forward to doing Uncharted, the Nathan Drake collection. Yes, starting next. it's going to be fantastic. I'm excited for our new season. Uncharted is going to be a great way to start off. Yeah, so we are doing the first three games. Uncharted, Uncharted uh, 2 Among Thieves, and Uncharted 3 uh, Drake's Deception. That's what it is. That's what it is, yeah. Um, all together. And so we're going to have... That's going to be our first trilogy episode. Um, I, like I said before, we also do Spyro Reignited. I want to do the Metroid Prime trilogy. There's a few games that I feel like could be worked together. And especially if um, they were... Similar uh, enough. If they, well, especially if they were packaged together. Right. And I believe uh, an upcoming... There's going to be an upcoming collection for all the Batman Arkham games. And we may do all those together in a future hey, season. we should do the, the Orange Box one day. That'd we are going to do the orange box. That's a plan. I played that before. Yeah, yeah Portal and uh, Half Life Two. There's like TF2. four, four or five games on that thing. Right? I think it was three. TF Two, Portal. No, you no, Half Life right. Three has not come out. That's, That's right. one of like the it's, biggest things is that everyone's waiting for Half Life Three. I think it had yeah. both Portals, both Half Lives, and then TF Two. I remember that. Yeah. That's a major significant event in the world of gaming. Oh yeah. Um, it was the release of the orange box. I think. Also, um, we do want to release a couple things over the break. Uh, my plan is to release a bonus episode, Mario and Luigi, Bowser's Inside Story, plus Bowser Jr.'s Journey. Um, that's the remake of on the 3DS of Bowser's Inside Story. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been playing it recently. I'm really impressed with the with the remake, and I, I was a huge fan of the original Bowser's Inside Story. Um, so we, I, I want to do that as a bonus episode, and I do want to fulfill our promise to do We Happy Few as an indie game review this season, and I'd like to do that also. Yes, I agree. Um, Collateral Cinema, I believe, is going to have a... Uh, a bonus episode, or sorry, at the theaters episode, at the movies episode on it, chapter two. So we'll probably release another extras episode in conjunction with that. Oh, that'll be fun. Yeah. Oh, what's what's coming forward with Collateral Cinema? We also in Collateral Cinema, we reached the end of our season. Just released our season finale on the Princess Bride. Yeah. Um, Bo, as as our uh, lead co-host and um, and co-founder of Collateral Cinema. Um, what 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 should we look forward to in season three? Well, I think we're going to retool some of the choices on our um, schedule. No comment. But I can tell you, I can tell you right now that for sure we're going to start. No comment. We're, no. Not, we're not saying anything until October. Uh, this motherfucker. We're not we've, saying we've already hyped. We already October. hyped this shit already, well, they man. Can, <laughs> Suicide Squad, right? Yeah, Suicide Squad with Michael Cornwell. That's going to be our season premiere, and yeah. well, we're we going to go straight to our Halloween episode. Stretch out the hype a little bit longer. Who cares? Let them wait. Yeah. Uh, look, Halloween episode. Yeah, the Halloween episode in October. Oh well, yeah, the, yeah. Okay, yeah. can I talk so I'll say what that is? Yeah, sure. The, the Shining. That was it's my, the my Shining. choice. Woo. That was my choice, guys. I actually, uh, we all picked equal amounts of episodes. And starting in season three, Dakota and I will pick um, an even amount. Although I picked games that I know that you and I both enjoyed, and also a couple. I let you suggest a few. So, but but we are going to have an even number. You of said episodes season each next season three. Season, season three. Two? No, because season two is the second half of season one. So it was already planned out. Yeah, I guess you're right. But you, you did have some influence on that. Um, but I, I definitely want to want you to be able to grow and also do some uh, leading in the future. All right? Yeah. All right. All right. I led one. Uncharted two. I figure I probably lead that one right because that was my idea. 
Yeah, you, I, I definitely, yeah, you can lead on that one. Starting, so, season two premiere, Dakota is leading. There we go. Uncharted, the Nathan Trey collection. That's what you got to look forward to. Um, Collateral Gaming, as many of you probably know, is on Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Podbean, YouTube, Google Play, and really everywhere you get your podcasts. Um, we're also part of the Chill Lover Radio, so you can be, we can be found on the Chill Lover Radio app along with Collateral Cinema. And you can also subscribe to us on Podcoin and get paid to listen to podcasts, which is really cool. Um, so, yeah, basically, we are wherever you get your podcasts. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, we have personal accounts as well uh, on many of those. Um, you can find uh, Collateral Gaming at, at C Gaming Podcast on Twitter, at collateral.gaming.podcast on Instagram, or just search up Collateral Gaming Video Game Podcast on Facebook. Um, I believe the uh, URL username is uh, C Gaming Podcast as well. So you can go follow us there um, and, and hear all the news. You can go follow our personal accounts. Feel free to. Um, and also uh, give us some feedback. Let us know. Um, do reviews on your podcasting apps. Um, uh, add us on Twitter. Give us suggestions. Go follow our Patreon because very soon we're going to be producing some patron content. I want to get that fixed during the break and really kind of try to get ahead if we can. It's not a lot of time. Um, anyway, I guess we've rambled on long enough. Um, maybe this is going to be a kind of a longer episode. Hopefully. I mean, I'm just ah, I'm having a good time. And I think that is all there is to say. Wouldn't you say, guys? I agree. Uh, I think we have said what we need to say about Spider-Man. This was a fantastic game. There, there's so much to talk about, so it's it's it's, it's hard to talk, talk about it. It's Spider-Man. What are y'all doing? I'm over here talking, and y'all are just I'm over here and singing. And I'm shit. over here singing Spider-Man Unlimited. God damn it! I think you were born when that came out. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Unlimited. Unlimited was a suit that wasn't featured in the game. Yeah, uh, with all the the references, all the all every reference every suit made to comic books and and movies and and other media and even original suits anyway that being said i'm ashley chancellor i'm dakota chancellor i'm robert ortegon i'm bo maddox bo bo you don't get to say your name i don't give a fuck fuck if if you want to be on the episode play the game (laughs) i will kick you in the nuts yeah whatever
Company production. All music and game clips are owned by their respective creators, are used for educational purposes only, and are fair use. Please don't sue us. We're poor. Oh my goodness, this is awful!